podcast thank you all for tuning in as usual here to give you what you care about what you don't care about what you don't know you don't care about so i hope you care about me and my brothers right now so i'm gonna toss to them let them introduce yourselves what's up y'all this is your boy turk hey i'm just glad to be back you know look forward to having another good podcast and as usual he don't take a loo i love you change the name though i don't care wow <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's up, what's up, it's Brandon Cooper uh, Follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, Jet underscore affiliated Also, Water Tree USA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram Best water out here, 10.5 pH Shameless plug and the new sponsor of the show In case y'all didn't know mm-hmm. In case you happen to give them Hey, it's your boy <laughs> What? <laughs> Anyways, it's your boy EG, Eric Gaines Y'all can follow me at Twitter at EG underscore underscore zero one. The only man in the game with two, count them, two underscores. <laughs> However he came up with that, I, I, I don't know. I, we just going to let it ride. Yeah. But fellas, some things happened in Dallas over the last week. Amber Geiger was finally sentenced, hmm. and a lot of people didn't like it. Me included, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Tariq, how'd you feel about the situation? I mean, being a criminal justice major, I'm honestly not surprised about what happened. You know, we live in a society where the criminal justice system is is not it's not powerful towards African Americans, you know, just minorities in general. So a ten year sentence for her, due to the fact that obviously, you know, she's white, it's not surprising at all. It's honestly speaking. <clears throat> Eric, how you feel? I so when I first heard 10 years, for a second, I had to sit there and think, I was like, I, that shows kind of how bad we're, where we are right now in society to saying, oh, 10 years is good. You know, if, that may, if you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it's crazy, like, a crime like that, especially when you are found guilty and you're only getting 10 years, like, come on. Yeah, I, I have, I have two, big, two big issues with this. Number one, so originally after I hearing the story and hearing what happened and what she did, I would have not given her a murder charge because by definition, murder means intent and predetermined. Like you thought about doing it and then you did it. (coughs) This was manslaughter. Manslaughter essentially means there was no... You didn't think about doing it. You just kind of did it in the heat of the moment. Like when a drunk driver kills someone, it's not murder. It's intoxication, manslaughter. I would have given her negligent manslaughter for this charge. But she was charged with murder. So if you are given a charge, your punishment should show and reflect that charge. Now, to only get 10 years for murder... That that's all the way messed up, mm-hmm. and that's only ten years in theory. Because with good with good behavior, that's really five to seven years. So that's really what I'm upset about. And I low key think the government was looking at my text messages because I did say if she gets anything under ten, I'm gonna go right. So they gave just enough. Just enough to satisfy me, but not enough to make me happy. So I am definitely still a little upset. But Coop, you said you were the most passionate about this. So yeah, um, let me know. Let me so know. one thing I need to let everybody out here know is white supremacy is alive and well, and we do live in a Nazi regime. Uh, this white woman, who was a racist cop, walked into this man's apartment uh, and killed the man, and then tried to say she thought it was her apartment. She didn't know what was going on or anything. Uh, do stay clear All my people of color out there All my melanoid people, black people um, Is melanoid a word? Yeah, well, we making it up <laughs> um, It's to the point where white people can come Directly into your house and kill you And there's nothing you can do about it um, At this point 
I knew what was going to happen when she went on trial um, from some of the witnesses not coming forward, um, from the witness that did come forward. They tried their best not to get him to come in um, from um, from the judge. Uh, judge Kemp um, was over there hugging and everything uh, for the jury pool. Um, and be be clear, people out there, whenever it's a diverse jury pool, that means nothing. That means nothing. All skin folk. Exactly. Um, we have a black DA. We have a black chief, chief of police, and it was a black judge. And this woman had killed a black person. And they even said, to be honest, that they the juries, the judge, they didn't even want to give her any time because they felt bad. Um, number one. How many people who are convicted of anything get to hug the judge, hug the people, all of this, um, all this forgiveness stuff comes back to bite you in the butt. Um, if you commit a crime, no one's forgiving you. Um, and not to mention, yep. she was an officer. Yeah. And, you know, officer is like a fraternity. Yeah. They stick together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are race soldiers that have in that have infiltrated law enforcement, especially here in Dallas, Texas. Please, people beware. Be on your P's and Q's. Um, the witness that did come forward, uh, rest in peace, brother. He lived in an apartment in Uptown off of Cedar Springs. Um, it was a gated community. Um, he was shot and killed, and it was a premeditated murder. Um, despite what you say, when the Dallas police came out and said people drove from Louisiana to go buy weed from him, that is a complete lie. Do not believe that. It was a hit. It was a message by the white supremacist saying we can do whatever we want. And there's nothing you can do about it. Um, this proved it. Um, everybody involved, um, from the white uh, police officer instructing the black woman to rub her hair, um, all that stuff. Everything is planned. Um, we are in a system of white supremacy, so y'all need to wake up. And uh, this just proved it. And what what really gets me is the <clears throat> lack of logic in the whole situation. Facts. So I've lived in an apartment building before. I understand a lot of doors do look exactly alike. Mm -hmm. She just got off from working a 12 hour shift. It's very easy to mistake a second floor from a third floor. Yeah. But that's where my sympathy ends. Cause for one, we've all walked into the wrong room or so. Like we've all walked into the girl's room or something, walked into the wrong classroom. And the thing is when we walk in there, we notice almost immediately we're not where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then you slowly walk out, you know, a little embarrassed. But for her to walk in, see someone chilling on the couch, for one, you don't know your own house when you see it. Exactly. And two, you're an officer. Why is the first thing on your mind empty the clip? Exactly. You've been trained how to handle Exactly. People know what they're doing out yeah. here. Whenever somebody tells you it was on accident or whatever, cops know what they're doing when they see you. They know what they're doing when they pull you over. It's no, we got to build trust between police. We got to talk to them. None, none of that. They know what they're doing. Especially in this case. There is no way. And she shot him multiple times. Exactly. She emptied the clip on this man. There's no way that you were that scared. And if you're that scared, why are you an officer? You shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun if that's your first instinct. Because exactly. I know for a fact, when you enter the police academy, your gun, you're taught your gun is your last resort. You are taught to de-escalate the situation. And she is the situation. You know good and well. She could have just walked out and noticed. So there's just a random black guy you've never seen before in your apartment. You live alone. You don't have roommates. Exactly. You can't tell me you... The potted plant in the corner is the exact same potted plant, or the TV, or the smell. Everyone's apartment doesn't even smell the oh, yeah, same. Man, man, it was all in cahoots, man. You know, you know when I realized her, she was really full of it is when she said, she's she said she wish it was her that got shot instead of him. No man. When she said that, I automatically knew. Where, like, the case was going to end up going from that point the on. The fact that this was an actual murder case and the things that were allowed to go on in this case and be said, yeah, and for her to was. be able to grab sympathy. First of all, whenever you get convicted on something, they book you. You get your final words if the judge says so, and that's it. You're not hugging nobody. You're not touching nobody. None of that. None of that. None of that. So she got 10 years. Uh, they're going to take it to another court. It could be overruled and appealed. Um, most likely, she's going to do three to five if that or she might get probation. For some, to be honest, I'm surprised she even got convicted and she going to jail. 
the way it's looking now, at this point. I figured she was definitely going to go to jail because even the police were like, "All right, we we have to we have to be creative on how we're going to." She was this so up. trash on her murder that it was it was. It was like, how are we gonna do this? It's it's like when your home when you try to get your homie to cheat off you in a test, and they make it so obvious. Exactly. You were like, bruh. And then the thing about it is, they got the person, the lady that uh, had it on film, had the aftermath on film. She got fired from her job, and she's getting death threats. So you know what's going on. It, yo, y'all people out here got to stop being stupid about what's going on. This is where forgiveness gets you. This is where. All that pretending like you don't know. If you if you 35 in America and you a black person and you don't know that white that we are in a system of white supremacy that disproportionately affect, affects black people in this country, you're fooling yourself and you're lying to yourself. You are. Come now, on, dog. Now, right. ladies and gentlemen, I know we a lighthearted show. We we like to talk about some funny things, get your laughs in, but this was an important thing, especially for us being from the Dallas area. It hit us hard and we needed to talk about it because things like this need to be talked about. Mm -hmm. If you ignore it, you're not helping a problem. You're part of the problem. Definitely, you're not part definitely. of the problem. Part, you need to be part of the solution. Definitely. And RIP um, to the brothers who were killed and, um, man, for their families and everything. I know y'all going through it. Yes, sir, we definitely feel for you. But y'all, now we finna get in to what two... Of our members have been waiting on all year. Preseason basketball started. Gentlemen, how you feel about it? That's when I back back. Man, I'm so happy just the fact that basketball season is just right here now. Football season just started. Look, football's your thing, Coop. <laughs> all right? And I'll give you that. That's Can because I... Eric's football career was horrible. Wait, what, what career? Why we got to go there, bro? I didn't go into details. I just said it was bad. Point is, basketball's back. That's the point. Tark, how, you, you were excited about Zion. T tell me how you feel about Zion. Man. <laughs> well, this is what I'm going to say, man. I think one problem that we have, you know, especially with a lot of young athletes, is that we always give them that hype saying how, oh, he's going to be the next this, he's going to be the next that. You know, we really don't give him time to grow. You know, based off what I saw yesterday, Zion's going to be, he's going to have a good rookie year. It's probably not going to be on those stats of what LeBron James is doing right now, but. I mean, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't compare every exactly. high phenom rookie to exactly. LeBron. Exactly. Every time we see someone who's 6'8", who's athletic, we say he's the next LeBron. We Six. see someone who's 6'10", that can dribble, he's the next KD. We see someone who's 6'3", that can shoot, we call him the next Stephen Curry. Uh, excuse me. Um, the NBA has made real measurements a thing now. He is 6'6". 6'6". Six, six. Six. Six, six. Either he, way, you get what I'm saying. He is Zion the two guard. But but based on based upon what I saw yesterday, just even the Pelicans roster in general, I think they're going to be a pretty exciting team to watch this year. And look, you know I'm all basketball. I'm glad basketball is back. You know what I'm saying? So looking forward to it, man. Eric, predictions? My prediction is this. Don't say nothing stupid. I'm not. I'm not. No, my prediction is. I got a feeling Mavs are going to sneak into that eight spot this year. Yes, sir. I really – that's my prediction right there. Luca and Porzingis, give us that eight, AC. Eight to seven. They, they, they can they, get in. They, they got the – I feel like they got the good core right then and there, especially with the good bench they have. But you know the, what it's really going to come down to? How healthy is Porzingis really? Yeah, I got I, – I, that's what I'm thinking too, man. I'm like, can he, can he bang in that paint for 82 games in the playoffs? Because – He's had basically a year and a half to recover, but he's still seven feet tall, and an ACL is a big deal. Speaking of being healthy, is Anthony Davis going to be healthy the whole entire season? Listen, no. listen, it don't, it don't no. matter. It don't matter. Yeah, this is not, let me go to my prediction. I'll be completely honest. Though, you know what I'm saying, Coop's a big LeBron fan. I've been messing with him. They know James is but, the best player of all time. the Los time. Angeles Lakers, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy with the Los Angeles Lakers having two top five players on the team, I believe they, they, can, take the, they can take the championship. But if AD gets hurt, but that's because, I don't know, man. That's because AD don't lift. But. <laughs> but, but. <laughs> Why you got to come at it like uh, this? Though? He been putting some work in the way. Room, I mean, exactly, because he got to. He playing with LeBron. LeBron elevated everybody else. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. The thing about AD is Thanos yes, James. he does get hurt, but they're always ticky-tacky injuries. Like, he hasn't been severely hurt. Yeah. So, you can live with that. But Anthony Davis is probably going to play 60 games. What's the most, like, What's the biggest thing that y'all looking forward to in general, like for the whole season? The big, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to in general the whole season is I'm I'm paying attention to two things: the Clippers, and I'm paying attention to how Kyrie acts with the 
with the Brooklyn <laughs> with the Brooklyn <laughs> Nets by himself again. Hey, no, don't get me started on Kyrie, man. Don't get me started on that. Turk, take your minute and talk about Kyrie. Oh yeah, take talk about Kyrie. Talk. Go I mean, ahead, I think this is this is one big problem with a lot of athletes. Everybody wants to be a leader until they have to take responsibility of a leader. Preach. And, I, and he he showed exactly what he he criticized LeBron, talked bad about LeBron, and then once you realize, you know, you're in the shoes of whatever, you're in the shoes of an actual leader, then you call LeBron and apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I mean, everybody has to go for the experiences. Everybody has to. Everyone has to grow. But I just think, you know, in general, Boston just wasn't a good fit for him, man. But I can hope that. People learn from those mistakes that he made from Boston as far as his leadership and take it to Brooklyn. They hopefully they can have a good franchise. Well, the worst thing that's going on for Kyrie this year is there is no KD to have to learn to go partner with. Yeah. For the whole year, it's just going to be the Kyrie show. I mean, but that's that's what he wanted, right? He get that the ball in his hands all the time. The team's all about him. But Ain't then, no system. but then you run into the question when KD comes back next year, how's he gonna fit? Hey, that's a problem, man. Yeah, hey man, he came from Boston, you know, point guard you, you know what I'm saying? They had another one. Man, I was point guard. I'm, I'm hurt that we lost Terry Rozier. EG, scary Terry. So how how how's your Thunder going feel for their first season in a long? I think their first season ever as the Thunder without Russell. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, I haven't been a Thunder fan since KD left. Oh. oh, so uh, <laughs> this, this man is fickle. Hey, do y'all hear that? Hey, please tweet him. Please tweet him. <laughs> do y'all hear that? Hey, plug your Twitter in, Eric. Plug that, your Twitter that's in. That's the bandwagon <laughs> coming. Hey, I gladly admit that. Remember, EG two underscores. underscores. Look, no. Zero one. So the way I feel about OKC is this. They got a good opportunity for them right now as far as rebuilding. Uh, you already know what they're going to try to do with Chris Paul and – Steven Adams, obviously. Yeah, they're moving them quick. Yeah, you, they want them to play as good as possible right out the gate. So by, you know, deadline January time. trade deadline time, hey, you out. You know, and that's, the, that's their plan. And I'm going to say this. Miami Heat, I swear to you, if you trade for Chris Paul. They're going to. I will renounce my fanhood, <laughs> my lifelong fanhood, and I will go to Portland. I will go to Portland and be disappointed because I know Dane will always help me. But I swear to you, Pat Riley, if you trade for old, broke down, can't finish the season, Chris Paul. Hey, man, look, the Thunder just stacking up. Thunder got the number one uh, seventh grader uh, <laughs> in, the, in the nation right now. So they he stacking keep, up. He keeping them on the right. They, they, uh, they got Bryce Maximus. You know what uh, I'm really looking forward to, though? The resurrection of D-Rose. On the pit, D Rose. I'm, I'm, I, Jamal knows this. How big of a D Rose fan I am. Oh yeah, a lot of you youngsters out there, y'all, y'all weren't able to uh, experience D Rose. Y'all don't know the D Rose we saw from Memphis, the MVP cheating with Calipari. The, the that's that's the only player. <laughs> that's the only player I saw during LeBron's time where I was like, this man could possibly be better than LeBron James. Oh, let's not to mention. D Rose almost offensively by himself took on the dream Miami Heat team and took the Heatles, I believe, to six games. Bro. Essentially carried. Who's the, the who's the second best t- player on that team? Was Carlos that a, Boozer? It, Carlos <laughs> Boozer? It might have been Joe Kim Noah. Was Dang on that yeah, team? Yeah, Luel Dang. Okay, Luol Dang was a solid. They had Heinrich, they had Salmons on was on there. Heinrich was gone by then. Bro, when Derrick Rose went, I don't know who was, I don't know who was going Derrick Rose. When he went by his man and dunked on Joe Anthony, and Joe Anthony with two hands. It was, it was, it was. I think it was a uh, UD. Bro, I think it was UD because he got caught on that switch. Bro, UD knew better. He's like, that's what that ain't for Joe Anthony. D Rose split that screen so perfectly too. Whenever somebody splits a screen or a double team and they throw that ball, they throw the ball out in front of them. Someone is someone. Damn, People, people be saying Derrick Rose is like six three. This man Derrick Rose might legit be a six one, six two. Who thought he was ever six three? That's what I'm saying. To be honest, like I knew, I could tell by looking at him, he couldn't. Derrick, me and Derrick Rose look eye to eye. I knew he wasn't no 6'3". Well, apparently Stephen Curry is 6'3 as well. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, ding, ding, ding. We have a special reporter. Special reporter, Eric, can you please give us the breaking news? I'm 6'1", and I was towering Steph. That tells you something. Oof. Tell him how you know this. 
Because I've met this dude. No, 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 no. How did you meet him? Autographs. Eric is Eric Pluggy Autograph Instagram. E Games Graph. He, he is an autographer, which essentially means he stalks athletes. But that's besides the point. He gets but if you want an autograph, he's your man. He got you covered. Oh, yeah. Eric DeGoat on those autographs, yeah. man. I don't know how this man be getting VIP access after games, before games. But, hey. All right, y'all. Lightning round. You're way too, way too early es- estimates, predictions on NBA Finals. Turk. This year, I'm going to go with... If the Los Angeles Lakers today say so, I'm going with the Lakers and Milwaukee Bucks. Got you. Yeah, Lakers and Bucks. Lakers and uh, Lakers and six. I'm gonna be the non-biased person, and I'll say Nuggets and Bucks. Okay, Man. you going with Jokic? Yeah. No, Nuggets have a squad. They do. they do, but I don't think their squad is better than uh, Utah. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't see. Jokic does have a good team. But Jokic can't run up and down that court though, so they got They want to play ball and ball. That that's more so my, what you call it? Your off the wall. Yeah, my off the wall pick. But see, like this year, bro, like the West is like so much different this year, man. Like the West, like the West is toughest. This is probably the toughest the West has been in a long time. Because the NBA, it's more, it's more balanced now. You look, know Avatar Kawhi. <laughs> restored balance to the NBA, but it's okay because Thanos we finna get we finna get the time stone Thanos and go back in time hey, to have and hey, Thanos hey, James hey, about hey, to rewrite Kawhi history, baby. Kawhi is a real no, he not. You hey, can't be Thanos. His hey. hair don't grow. He can't be Thanos, <laughs> bro. No, and that is why my prediction is Clippers, Sixers, Clippers, and Seven. That, that's cool. That's cool, but they're not, not going to make it out their own city. I'm not selling the Sixers, bro. You, you say that. What, whatever. We're going to get to that. But right now. Thanos James. Thanos. We, we have something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. So lately in the social media era, we've seen people get jobs that they don't have no Man. business getting. Okay, disclaimer. Jamal has said this since we were in high school back in the early 2010s. Since about 2011, 2012, Jamal has been angry and has pushed this point. Just wanted to say that he was the first person to say that. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm upset. Shout out Brittany Renner. Shut up. We, we really <laughs> saw how thick she was. <laughs> Taking so, pictures on your angles. So we, have, we live in the age of social media rules all. And social media can get people to pretty much do whatever they want. Even if they unqualified. No, everyone cannot be a journalist. No, everyone should not be a dietitian. No, everyone should not be a personal trainer. No, everyone shouldn't go vegan. Yeah, vegans, come at me. You got a problem? You can hit me up hey. on my Twitter, AdidasKing5. I'm always here to argue. Hey, bro, you might be hurting some people with the everyone can be a trainer. Hey, uh, hey, hey man, hey, hey, flat tummy tees then kind of went out of style. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Them surgeries is coming back. Oh yeah, and everybody out there that get that surgery, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you a personal trainer? No, no. We know the difference between the natural slim down tone and the non-natural slim down tone. And you know what? If you can't tell me the difference between a type one and a type two muscle fiber, then you can't be no trainer. Get get. If you don't know enough science, you can't be a trainer. I'm not trying to hear it from you. And you know what? Everybody ain't meant to be a reporter. There's an art to reporting that you don't know. Are you calling somebody out, Jamal? Essentially, he is. How do you spell her last? How do you pronounce her name? Reiner? Yeah. yeah. Brittany Reiner. Reiner. I don't care about your name. The one that had the book and tried to call out Colin Kaepernick, but she got played. You are the definition (laughs) of a Twitter honey. What do you do besides take pictures and try to look good? Because you tried to interview Megan Thee Stallion, and boy. Hey, Meg, Texas thick. I have seen first-year high school journalism students do better stand-ups than you. Ooh. And if you and if you care to ask what my credibility is, I have a degree in journalism. I know what a good stand-up is. I have been a sideline reporter. I've written stories. I've done interviews. I'm a published writer. Flex on them real quick, so Jamal. If you have a problem with me judging your journalistic skills, I don't care. And he got business cards. I do have business cards. It has a mic on it. Self-made. So if there's (laughs) anyone who thinks being a journalist is easy, 
Come holler at me and I'll, I'll show you a few things. Now nah, I will say this though, Jamal, you do you do some good work with that. Like from your journalism to the podcast, as much work you be putting in, man. Oh yeah. Like you, you be putting in the work, bro, and like. You need to be appreciated for that, like for sure. Shout out to Jamal, man. And if any of y'all need work on podcasts or anything like that, shout out, hit Jamal up. Um, he'll give you email him. He'll give you a rate, and uh, you know, so you got to pay. You got to pay to play. But you know, we nice over here. We we like to help people out. Just let me know what you're trying to do, and you know, and help you out. Unless you're trying to sell me some flat tummy tea. <laughs> if you are, no. Uh, for all of y'all who need that type of detox tea, just get green tea, put in there uh, ginger, uh, dandelion root, and um, that's basically... Uh, and, some, and make sure you make your tea with alkaline water? 10.5 pH only. Or, <laughs> or you could just do alkaline water and vin vinegar. Or alkaline water and go to the gym. <laughs> Yo, that's been like the latest trend lately. Vinegar. I mean... The apple cider vinegar is, is meant to like detox, kind of like increase metabolism, all that stuff. But it, yeah, it's... Look, I don't like vinegar-based barbecue sauce, and I'm not taking a shot of apple cider vinegar because take a shot for me. Oh God! Oh, oh, oh God! But, uh, but now, to go back on the topic, man. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't I apologize for going off topic there. Now, I, was, I think I was the so biggest serious. issue is that you know, as far as marketability in business is that. We look more at the eye test mm -hmm. than someone actually being good at the job. Right. And I feel like that's a big issue. So you could you could miss out on somebody who knows what they're doing. They know everything, you know, from point A to point B to point Z, whatever. And you'll turn that down for someone who is attractive, that brings in views, but doesn't know what they're doing. See, the thing is, because we live in a society where if Brittany, somebody like Brittany Renner even though Jamal is more talented and has more skill and could have conducted that interview better, Brittany Renner would get more of those immediate viewers because she has millions and of followers. I, the eye test. And the eye test, bro. It passes. We actually talk about it in a journalism group that I'm in. Shout out to the NABJ and National Association of Black Journalists. We always hold it now. But we had to talk about men who are in sports reporting and the bias, especially towards black people in it. So I know y'all have never had to notice it because it's not y'all's industry. It's not really your job. But think about this. How many black analysts or personalities do you know on ESPN right now? Maybe three. You you can name a decent number off the top of hey, your head. Hey, Booger McFarlane got that Monday night football job, though. Shout but, out to Booger McFarlane. But now think about this. How many of them are not former players? Few. It was really Stuart Scott and, like, a couple other people. Yeah. It's John like Bucci Gross. No, yeah. no, 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 not John. What, what's the other guy's name? He it's passed like, away, like... Two years ago. You talking about Stuart Scott? Yeah. No, not Stuart Scott. There was another one that was on ESPN. He I know you're talking about. I know you're talking but about. But the point is, exactly. you have to think about it, and the number is literally, you can count them on probably both of your hands over our lifetime. So, the thing is, if you're a black analyst, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot to get to the level of, say, a J.A. Adonde or Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. yeah but, you really see those, honestly. And the thing yeah. is, you don't see them because as a black man, they really don't want you unless you are a former player. Mm -hmm. yeah. They don't take you seriously. And and they really don't want you if you're a black woman. Because I... Name? Can you name the number of black women on ESPN? Pam Oliver's on Fox. But on ESPN... Uh, I can't and, and the thing is, Pam Oliver... Courtney Champion, isn't she on ESPN? Yeah. And how many look like Harry Champion? And then Pam Oliver... She's really good at her job, but she's been at Fox forever. And then it's this new woman who interviews all the, um, who's interviewing all those NBA players. What's her name? Oh, I saw her on the jump today. Yeah. Taylor? Uh, Marie Taylor? No, Taylor, Taylor Rooks. I thought her name was Taylor Rooks. It's Taylor Rooks. And I think they're extremely limited because they just don't want to give them those roles because, quote unquote, it's not the eye test America wants to see. Facts. And, you know, women in general, not just black women at this point, women in general, they have to really keep up their looks to be seen on TV. Yeah, the only two people, the only, like, two groups of women that allow on TV is they have to be really, really pretty and fit a mold, or they have to be just, like, I hate to say this, but, like, on the bigger moral B side where they can market, like, that angle. You it, see what I'm saying? Exactly. And the thing is, for men, if you're a white man, you can be on the news until you're in your 70s because, quote-unquote, Men age better. Just for men. But <laughs> women, once women get past that 35 mark, 
they really start looking for your replacement. Unless you J-Lo. J-Lo's in entertainment. Shut up. I know, but I'm just saying. You know what? We're, we're done with this just because you mentioned J-Lo. We're, we're on to this. The but thirst. The thirst. Now, we're on to another passionate thing for me. Very passionate. Because I don't want this show canceled. All-American came back, y'all. I'm happy. Hey, yeah. Took long enough, man. Hey, shout out. Shout out to the, shout out to the cast of All-American. Tay Diggs, you know. I didn't think you'd be a good football coach. You're pretty good. He, he kind of convincing. <laughs> he yeah, plays it really well. He's kind of convincing. And you see the angles they be making Tay Diggs look like he like 6'4". <laughs> no uh, way. No way he <laughs> Boy. You oh know my. what one character I've hated since the first season of season one? Who? Jordan. Ooh. That, that's controversial. Why, why don't you like Jordan? Look, man. The way I see it. I mean, okay. I, I can understand his point about his relationship with his dad. But... This man really just throws people under the bus like every other episode. <laughs> like, y'all, I, me and Turk was talking about this last night about him. Here you go. Like, bro, like he's always throwing someone under the bus like every other episode. And I'm still put up in really, the stain though. Drop top. <laughs> I'm really just stain. upset with Spencer because he chose the wrong girl. Coach's daughter is fine. Why are you? And his the girl he's with she she bad too. But Coach's daughter is man. Coach's she did she is. I'm like what? Like Coach's daughter was. She was wild, but you know what? She's the best well-rounded character in the show because she's just trying to keep everybody yeah, together. Yeah, she just that that's kind of her role. It's something about something about the other. I don't. know. It's something just not off, right. Yeah, something's right. Like when she was at her locker. And then she was just kind of like gazing. I'm like, what you hide? <laughs> oh, can we give a shout out to now? Uh, Coach's daughter is probably the well, most well-rounded character, but the best character in the whole show. Shout out to my girl Coop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is, no. She hold it down. Hey, shout out, shout out to Coop for uh, you know what I'm saying represent my name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she got she she back good on the streets now, and she just got to stay clear. Oh, how many people could get into the game? Fix out. it, change it, and get, get out. Exactly, That's man. That's how the game works most of the time. Oh, not at all. But you mean most of the time? Ninety-nine percent of but the time. You done seen Boys in the Hood? But y'all bring that point up. But like, this is what I kind of took away from the episode uh, last night was uh, how they put Nipsey's influence on Crenshaw in there. Mm-hmm. You know. I thought that was kind of like interesting to me. I mean, you have to because it's a it's a Southern California gang yeah. type show. And then it made me: Is Nipsey from Crenshaw or Compton? Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Okay, just trying to. Crenshaw and Slauson. But yeah, man, the show is the show is really good. Is. And people, for the love of Lord, baby Jesus, oh, watch it on TV. And if you can't make it to watch it on TV, the CW app is free. It come, It's on the app literally the day after it airs. Just, I don't understand the logic of knowing a show is good, wanting to watch it, anticipating the second season, and then waiting six months for it to come on on Netflix. That, there, that doesn't make sense to me. I agree 100%. That is true. Hey, shout out to the actor for Spencer, though. I did not know that dude was Yo, British. Yo, I didn't know that either. I didn't know he was British, bro. I didn't know that either. Bro, bro. He got that Compton accent down. Like, bro. Like, down pack. Down pack, bro. Like, if you were talking to him regularly, like, bro, based upon, like, the show, bro, you would think he's just a regular dude from Compton. I would swear he was really from Compton until I heard his first interview. He was talking about how the show almost got canceled. You know, shameless plug. But... When he hit me with that accent, I was like, pause, what? So it's not just Tom Holland out here who's, who's out here lying. <laughs> Bro, because if you would have told me before Spider-Man Homecoming Tom Holland was, was British, I'd be ready to fight. I don't know why I'd be ready to fight, but I would. And now you tell me, this man Spencer... Bro, it just don't make no sense. Yeah, man, it was, it, see, what's funny was when I was watching the first season, mind you, I, I'll be honest, the first time I watched it was on Netflix. My bad. Shame. My bad. Boy, shame. But now, man, because you know what I like to do is I like to look up the actors and whatnot. And I, I, I think what, what's what's his name? Daniel Urza or something? Yeah. So I said that. Urza. I said, wait a minute, that's not an American last name. Like that's that's like that's like a foreign last name. So I said, then they say he was British. I said, bro, no way. So I looked up the YouTube video, watched his interview. I said, bro, 
This dude, this dude is good, man. But he made a legitimate point. He he did say it's easier for foreigners to pick up on American accents. You know what I'm saying? Because you can pick it up from music, TV shows, music videos, stuff like that. Right. Well, you know what it is? Is America, we're essentially isolated from a good chunk of the world. Because we're on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Essentially, all we have to, all we really hear on a regular is Spanish and our nearest country neighbor is Canada, and they speak English. But when you live in Europe, you live in between six to seven different cultures. Like, if you live in France, Spain is driving distance. And so is, you know, the Ukraine and, other, and Italy and other European countries. So you kind of have to be able to understand and speak their language, if not have an accent to it. And once you get used to doing it, the American accent is, is not that hard for you. Well, what was y'all's key points from last night's episode? Key points. Or takeaway. Takeaway is Spencer has a decision to make. Um, no matter what problem you and close friends may have, it can be solved if you're willing to talk it out. And Spencer's dad is a hoe and can't be trusted. Yo. That man. <laughs> uh, I think one thing I took from I think Jamal made legitimate points. Like when when, adver- when adversity hits, I think a lot of times what a lot of us do is we reflect on the bad moments instead of moving on from it and learning from it and moving on to the better moments. Yeah. And I think as you saw with the coach, my bad. I think as you saw with the coach, you know what I'm saying he was reflecting on it on, on the bad decisions he made, but you know. Hey, um, and- and even Coach said in the scene when they were in the bar, when Spencer's dad came up to him and said, you know, so where have you been all this time? I, you were you ran so fast out of Compton when we graduated, I thought you'd never come back. He said, I've been running from my problems, but I'm here to stop that. Like, that's a, that's the sign of a growth in a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Because, you know, we, we all run from our problems, whether we like to admit it or not, yeah. no matter how big or small. Facts. We didn't all put off, you know, doing that homework that you know was hard. But you know what? Just because you run away from it, don't mean it's going to run away from you. Exactly. Facts. It's always going to come back around the corner eventually. Facts. Facts. At the worst moments, too. Man, when you forget them, that's when they pop up. And that's the only me. way to face your problems is you got to have the mindset of a all-American. Okay. All right, you know what? Forget y'all. I'm going to add a sound effect in there for laughs. No one asked me. All right, since, you know, we we still talking about all Americans and stuff, we're going to have a quick, just a quick intermission of what is the best rivalry in all of college sports? In honor of this weekend, which we'll talk about that when you get to me, but Turk, best rivalry in all of college sports. I'm a big basketball guy, so I'm going to go with mm-hmm. This is for this is my opinion, Cooper. I'm going to go with Duke versus North Carolina. And you have a legitimate point with Duke versus North Carolina. <laughs> Tobacco like, Road is a tough place. It's just for basketball. That's just my opinion. What are they, like seven miles apart? Roughly. Something like, like that. If like, that that's, that's literally from... From GP to South GP. Yeah, that's about it. And not to mention, Wake Forest is in on that road, too. You know, they're not as relevant, wow. but they're still right there. I know. ACC ball. Lit. I remember years ago, North Carolina came and beat Duke on Duke senior night, bro. And they were all crying when they lost, bro. I'll never forget uh, Austin hey, Rivers' game you. winner. Uh, <laughs> that was the highlight of his uh, basketball uh, career. Yeah, he's a solid role player in the NBA. Give him that. He's a bucky. I'll say that. Cool. Best rivalry in college sports. All right, aside from, so I don't take away from Jamal's epic, uh, epic last one. <laughs> um, shoot, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna switch it up, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna represent the Ivy League on this one. I gotta go with Harvard Yale. That was like one of the first football, I think one of the first football games, not like for sure one of the first rivalries. But yeah, Harvard Yale, uh, they always do a big tailgate. They always, it's a lot of people come out. That's a, that's a real big function, so. It's the most educated football game on the planet. Facts. Bro, what, what was it like playing in the Ivy League? Though? Man, it's like, it's, it's, it's different. Like, coming from a big 6A school here in Texas, stadium's packed, stadium's full. You played against teams with, over there, more D1 talent than you almost. And just the atmosphere surrounding it. And then you go to the Ivy League. I mean, first it's in the cold. I was in New Hampshire in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, and, oh, yeah. Shout out to Hanover, New Hampshire. And then like, and then like you playing, you playing games, and it's like hardly anybody in the stands. Like it's just a totally different atmosphere. And then like the game flow, it's like okay, like I'm out here, like I'm doing my thing. But it's like, dang, these two, these people are sorry. But it's like <laughs> you look, it's like damn, you know, like how are we losing to these people? Like do you, you like, like it's 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 weird. It's like a weird atmosphere. It's, but I mean, you got to get it done. And I mean, shoot, being I mean the boys got it done. Hey, shout out to Dartmouth football, 2015 Ivy League champs. But uh, ah, it was it was a total. Ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a measure for my pinky too. It's a pinky ring. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, that pimp nah, juice. Nah, nah, nah. I don't never wear it though. I don't never wear it out really. Yeah, it's that safe away, safe away. Though. I might bust it out one of these days. But uh, but yeah, it's a totally different atmosphere though. But boys in the Ivy League grind, like real talk. It's it's it's, it's a good a good amount of Ivy League players in in the league. Um, those boys grind. Magic Fitzpatrick. For sure, for sure. And we on academic scholarships. So we don't get any privileges or you know special meal plans all that stuff man so those guys really get it out the mud and you know what can happen if you're an ivy league athlete you might get fired on your day off stop <laughs> stop yeah that is a possibility though eg can i say because i know me and you agree hey, hey go ahead and say it just know you can say it because we're on opposite sides of it okay OU texas that's easily the biggest rivalry that's, of all time. That's the greatest rivalry to me. Maybe because I grew up around it my whole life, and I know Jamal's gonna annoy me all week with that stupid song. Hey, Jalen Hurts is gonna tear up UT, bro. I, 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 hey, hey, look, 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 look. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that because I said the same thing last year about Kyler, and I was eating dirt last year. You know what? This, time. this is Jalen Hurts. That's Kyler Murray. Shut up. Turk, get, 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 get out. I told Turk to speak on Look, football. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about OU Texas. Here's the thing about OU Texas. No matter how bad one team is or how great the other team is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you're gonna get yourself a shootout no matter what. And the thing is, as the biggest Texas fan there is, I don't doubt that Hurts uh, is gonna put up numbers against Texas. Mm-hmm. But this is the Big Twelve, baby. You gotta put up. You gotta put up points. It's gonna be a shootout. Oh, you're seven on seven ball. It's only. It's gonna come down to which defense can get one to two stops a half. Hey, shout out to Kenneth Murray Jr. Hey man, I think OU Kenneth Murray Jr. is the best linebacker in the country. Might be the best defensive player in the country. Number nine for o, number nine for the Oklahoma Sooners. When you watch the game, Boomer, that man is a beast. And I will say this. Is going to be the first real test for OU yep. because they ain't played nobody. Yep, facts. That is true. Yeah. Yep. And we, you keep talking about their defense has been their their lopsided. I would have said that Tech was going to be their defense's first real challenge because we all know Texas Tech don't play defense. They're sorry. Air right. But if you can stop them from scoring, that's a big deal because Tech can put up can put fifty on anybody. But their backup, it was their backup playing, not even their starter. So I couldn't even give them that. Well, the thing about Tech is, I'm like, okay, if you couldn't get it done when Pat Mahomes was back there, quarterback years ago, it's not gonna happen. Because every game was, they tried to outscore their opponent. They didn't try to beat them. Their defense is non-existent. And if y'all are wondering, what is my take on it? It's by far Texas versus OU. It is not even a question. And here's why. So when Michigan. And Ohio State play each other. Where do they play each other? Either in the horseshoe home or, the and big, home. or the big house. When Auburn and Alabama play each other, where do they play each other? Home and home. Auburn, Alabama. That's the Iron Bowl. But when Texas and OU play each other, they're not even allowed on each other's campuses. They play in the most neutral site possible in Dallas, Texas, in the Cotton Bowl. It's directly in between both the, of those campuses. The difference is I believe OU might be Three miles further from Dallas than Austin. Or vice versa. It's very, very close. But either way, the fact that they're not allowed to be on each other's campuses says a lot about that rivalry to me. So don't give me Ohio State mission, da da da. Harbaugh should have been fired a while ago. Don't give me. <sighs> That's US- a convo for a different day, bro. Don't give me USC, Notre Dame because Texas smacked USC. And Notre Dame is get smacked every year in the playoffs because they don't want to join a conference and play a real schedule. I forgot you, uh, Notre Dame and USC was even a rivalry. Exactly. <laughs> and and I'll, don't give me Alabama Auburn because it's so one sided. Yeah, it's very literally Auburn got away with it two reasons. 
Cam Newton, and kick that six. kick that kick six. Other than that, can you name any other times Auburn's won? Nope. Exactly. And Bo Nix throwing picks every which way for Auburn. So at this point, yo, you just reminded me. Cam Newton had like a really great game that day against Alabama. Cam Newton had one of the best runs of. I've ever seen them. Weren't, weren't they down like twenty eight? Because like, and they came back on yeah, that too. It was like twenty one three or something like that at halftime. And he can pass. And he can pass. And Cam Newton, you know, shout out to Texas JUCO football, straight out of Blend. Hey, check the freestyle. Check the freestyle, Cam yeah. Newton. <laughs> but you don't have a car. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you gotta turn around. Why you gotta be that guy? Don't no one. Hey, shout out to Malcolm Kelly's freestyle, though. That is the best yeah. Texas football freestyle. Longview, well, Texas. He from Longview. You ever go to the I don't. He play, He had like so. I think he had like a three four year career. Yeah, three four year, but he got injured. He had a three four year yeah, career. Professional sports, man. Hey, look, you know if you if you can make it to the NFL, you did better than ninety eight percent of college players. Can we all agree though? Like OU is wide receiver. You not while Clemson's around, man. I mean, not um, while Clemson's around. Hey, shout out to Hollywood Brown. Oh, he doing my Ravens justice. D.D. Lamb might be the best one in the nation. But, but, what, but I what does that? I don't doubt that. But what does that is D.D. Westbrook kind of screwed it up for y'all. That's true. Yeah. But you can only take so much away from D.D. Because look where he plays and look who his quarterback is. Hey, man, look. If you're good, you're going to go to a bad team. You're right. But certain situations are better than others. AJ's carved a career out for himself, and look who AJ Green's quarterback is. AJ Green don't even want to play no more. He definitely doesn't. <laughs> and can you blame him? Who's his quarterback? Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Dalton. I mean, Calvin Johnson retired because of his quarterback, <laughs> and you know, carrying the whole franchise on his back. Y'all Amen. see that Great Iron Heights episode today? Yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Bleacher Report. You know what made me mad about that, though? They had Kirk Cousins calling Matt Stafford a choker. That's the irony. How that's, can, that's what really made me mad. because does Kirk Cousins have bro, the nerve literally, to say anything about okay. Matt Stafford? Why are you a Minnesota Lakers fan, by the way? Okay, so here's how this happened. Adrian Peterson, obviously I'm a big OU fan. Oh, okay. Okay, now it makes sense. And Adrian Peterson played at OU, and he was my favorite player mm-hmm. as a kid. So, and at that time, at this time, I didn't really have a favorite NFL team. So, when P- AP, a- when an AD got drafted, I was like, okay, I'll follow the Vikings. Little did I know, I would literally end up becoming a lifelong fan of the Vikings at that point. Bruh, y'all gave Kirk Cousins $84 million guaranteed. I know. He's literally the problem of the team. You have a great defense. You have Dalvin Cook, who's running his butt off. You have two stud-wide receivers. We finally got a decent O-line after the all these The only thing that is wrong with your team is Kirk Cousins is trash. Give me that Sam Bradford it. back. <laughs> that is it. Take Eric. my pads off. <laughs> Eric, thank you for the story. And we, we got a few got a few more to, to talk about. Turk, t- tell us tell us the story you, you planned on telling us earlier. Oh, the childhood story. Childhood stories, ladies and gentlemen. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> well, I'm gonna bring this one up to uh, the Cooper Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, but I think my best childhood story was uh dang, let me think about this. Hold on. Come on, man. You don't, you got about 10 seconds figured out. Do, 10, do, do, nine. Nah, so, all right, so I'm going to go, I think my bet, just, just for this moment, is when we beat Jamal and Brandon Cooper. Jamal Brown and Brandon Cooper, Elijah White. <laughs> wow. So, Chad, what's Chad's last name? William. Chad, Chad Williams. Williams. We beat y'all in the playoffs in the YSA League in the sixth grade. You dropped 30 on these. But, but no, I'm serious. You know, it was pretty cool because, you know, I got to meet, you know, obviously these two, you know, we're close friends and all that now. I think that was probably, that was probably my best shot at the moment. So, so since you know, we we can disregard Turk's story because it don't matter. Easily, <laughs> easily. It don't matter. We'll, we'll tell you another story about the first time we played that team. Oh yeah, after after we get done, we'll tell you that story. We're not gonna talk about that. They were so bad they was crying and wanted to fight us, but that's a different story. I wasn't crying. I was good. What? So my story is you know me and Coop go way back like a throwback Celtic. You know we used to go trick or treating together. <laughs> And this is about the time um let's see. It was like in middle school? You you might have been seventh grade, I think I was in sixth yeah. grade. So we used to go trick or treating together. And there's this one house 
we went to, you know, it looked all normal. And we walked up. We saw a bunch of little kids running away. And we were like, we big bad football players. Man, we ain't worried about them little kids. We got this. Oh, yeah, we got heart. We thought we, I, I thought I had heart. <laughs> so we walk up to the doorbell. And, you know, it's kind of got a little smoke coming from it. It's got some menacing music playing in the background. But, you know, this ain't our first house. And this definitely ain't our first Halloween. So we walking out. And someone's like, are you sure you want the candy? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, we want the candy. Oh, yeah. Also, keep in mind, Coop's little sister, Natalie, is with us. You know? And she, she's four. So, so we're like, yeah, she was like in the third grade. Yeah, she, she's three years younger than you? Four. Four years. So she's three years younger than me. So she's with us. And you hear, you sure you want the candy? And she's like, um, I think we should go. Like, stop being scary. Let's get this candy. Big facts. And like, we say, yes. Are you sure? We yell, yes. And they open the door and this demon head, <laughs> yo, five feet wide. Bro, the demon out. head took up the whole door. <laughs> and it was like, it was nothing, but it was just nothing but smoke. So it was like, it was floating in midair. <laughs> it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And Coop is standing in the door. Put the candy in the bag. <laughs> Put it in. And me... I'm gone. I took all running. It wasn't even no question. Me and Natalie, I left Natalie. I tried to grab her. I missed. But I was like, I know she's going to follow one of us if we run. And you know what? I had to take her back home. Because for one, I can't go back without Natalie. If I go back without Coop, eh, that's fine. Don't make another Coop. But if I go back without Natalie, Boy, I'm SOL. The game cold, ain't it? <laughs> game cold, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> It's a cold game out here. You know what? Coop was the real G that day. He got the candy, and I'm halfway down the street. Like, yo, I, I still can envision the door with the demon head. I, oh my, it was The demon head was five feet wide. It looked like it was floating in midair. And to this day. To this day. We can probably figure out which house it was, but I don't want to go near it. I don't. I think we went through that house that one Halloween. We probably did, but that's what's up. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. But, y'all. You know what time it is now? Freestyle Tuesday. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, you, you can go hit the, you hit the intro yeah. part? Nah. Oh, Eric, you can go hit the intro part? Young Money. You, you got to say something. You got to say something on the beat. We're not doing that one yet. But okay. you know what? Cool. Okay. Let's set it off like we always do, okay. baby. Okay. It's that big mental beat, right? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting till the pause. What? Back on this beat, bone to the gristle. Right hand gleaming, I'm clean as a whistle. What? Got the wristle round my neck, ready to stroll. Throw them bows, nuck if you buck the elbows. And this the remix, and this is how it goes. I'ma make her touch her elbows on her toes. Yeah. Shout out Young Nation, cause you know we are the team. Six beans rolling, and I'm rolling triple beam. Dating wise on the 87. Cutlass, buttless, and muttless, and I cannot rut this up. And I'm screaming on the beat. I can't cuss, but I got these Nikes on my feet. Give me some OJs, and I got me some OAs, and I took my Durag off, got the taper with the waves. Pass it to Jamal, he gonna beat the record, and he got the DJ screaming on the record. Hey, yeah. I'm liking this track. Nikes on my feet, make my cyber complete. I'm a three stripe man, can't catch them on my feet. Yeah. Uh. Going on the track, but I never ran the track. I just ran rounds, and you call that a comeback. But Ooh. we never get behind, cause you know we always shine. Got a dealer on the car wash, man. Divine, hey, 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 divine hey, hey. intervention <laughs> from the man upstairs, cause he keeps me humble. Scary like a bear, uh. But no bears, cause we know we not bearing down. Mm. Trubisky is a bum, but you're stuck with him now. Shout Ooh. out to Khalil Mack running them things. He's not a Gruden grinder, cause them grinders are insane. But Facts. Uh, 
They stuck with Derek Carr now. I guess Derek he's Carr. okay, but he's still not gonna get the crown in Cali. They the third best team there. My Chargers, please just tank. We don't want to go there. Oh. Just get some draft picks and keep Philly fill up right. Uh. We need to get it so we can play on Sunday night. I do. The whole team injured. How that happened, Sway. Mm. But you know when we get the touchdown, I'm yelling, hey. Uh, he yelling, hey. Lamar Jackson, number eight, pass on the way. Got the hand off. Mark Ingram gonna check it. Nah, I'ma keep it, cause this beat, I'ma wreck it. Got the bootleg, and I'm running down the field going. Stiff and TJ Watt, and you know I'm going. What? I'm flowing, and I'm going. Yep. The switch slang, holding. Uh. Stop. Bop, be bop, boop, going. Hey! This is just a freestyle song. And you know, we can keep this going. Eric, you know, you gotta give us the intro for this yeah, one. Give us the intro, Eric. <laughs> yeah! Turkey, you hopping in? You hopping in, Turk? Turk, try to go in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, EG. I already did it. I already said your money. Say it again. No. <laughs> I'm not rapping if that's what y'all want. Hey, you do a DJ Cali. Do a look, do a quick drop. <laughs> I already did. Your money. Okay. Okay. Eric gave a quick drop. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a drink. I got way too many people on my right hand. I switch to the left because that's my goal hand. I come back, sham got your girl, then I bring it back, uh, twist it and curl. And I'm going through, this is the hardest beat to freestyle in the root. I grew up in the zoo, got the combination. Call me Caesar, ape tat, and I'm Haitian. Actually, I'm not Haitian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not Haitian, I'm regular. Black, that's no. <laughs> All right, and we back in. Uh, 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 uh. Pass me the ball, mic check. Jab step, then I go left. Maybe crossover step back. You saw Zoe Williams, and that boy hit the jump shot. He going in him. Pass it to Zion. He gonna duck Ion. Powerade Ion, and I'm splitting electrons. Uh. And I'm going harder than Gohan. Goku or Piccolo, which one you want to go hard on? Uh. Okay, I'm feeling that. Dragon Ball Z name flips. Mm. Mm, she bad. <laughs> shout out, shout out to, Dimi to Dimitri on the news. Ooh. Mm. We go hard. Okay, Coop said that he's splitting electrons. In case you don't know your science, that means he's making a bomb. Cause we mm. are the bomb, and you know the C on. Nuclear. That's not really a word, but I'm gonna make it here to tomorrow. Mm. But that didn't rhyme. But I'm still with the shine. Mm. DJ I drama. Gangsta Grizzle. And that's why Eric's not allowed to have good things. We're done here. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we're done here because Eric, Eric just yelled DJ drama. <laughs> He might have done me a favor because that wasn't the best flow. I think I just. <laughs> All right, Turk, give us your final thoughts for the people. When adversity hits, just keep fighting. Have an all American mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is Brandon Cooper signing off. AJ underscore affiliated at my profile, Water Tree USA. Also going into the week. Uh, man, just make sure everybody find your passion, uh, stay low key, grind, and then if it's not on your list of priorities or entail with your vision or purpose, man, just let it go. Let it ride, man. Focus on what's important to you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Taking care of your people, getting your money, and keeping your spirit alive. Um, so, man, it's your boy EG, Eric Gaines. You can follow me at Twitter, EG underscore underscore zero one. But I want to finish off with two points today. Shout out to Dallas for recognizing Indige Indigenous People Day. Yes, That's sir. Right there. And uh, my second point, uh, shout out to my boy Jesse. He's getting Get married, married this weekend. Yeah. Yes, sir. Shout out to Jesse. Hey, plug Jesse. Uh, Jesse, Jesse got the Twitter? Or? Oh, yeah. You know, he's on Twitter at PC Principal. At PC Principal. Now, that's his name. Close uh, enough. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> Close enough. Does he get lucky? 
No, he does not. No, 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 no. Nah, he's Kevin Love. <laughs> 13 and 4, and he, he gets paid $30 million a year. He needs to make sure we make him listen to this. And make sure you follow Jesse on Twitter at JJesseDyer. All right, everybody. This is your host with the most, Jay Brown. Jamal Brown, giving you the last words before we sign out. I want everyone to know, live for the pressure. Never be satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. We will keep growing as long as you keep growing with us. And we out.